Hey, Billy, why don't we tell them what we're about, man? So we're here to welcome you to the Madhouse Chronicles. It's a talk show with myself, Billy Morrison. And me, as the This man, Prince of Darkness, and we watch and react to the maddest internet clips. What do we discuss, Ozzy? Drugs, rock and roll, aliens, all that kind of shit. Drugs, rock and roll, aliens, and all that kinds of shit. Come and join Ozzy and myself. Visit OsborneMediaHouse.com to get special access to... Come to, on! What do you say? Do you think it's the wildest show on the internet? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Scary Savannah and Beyond. It's the second Tuesday in the month of November, and you know what that means. It's time for us to release another bonus Cryptids episode from our Patreon series. This week, we're talking about the state of Arizona. So please check it out and enjoy. And if you would like to join our Patreon, you can find it at patreon.com forward slash scary savannah. Thanks for listening. Welcome to Scary Savannah and Beyond. This is going to be episode three of our semi-famous Patreon cryptid A to Z series. What does it take to become semi-famous? It's literally anybody can be semi-famous. Oh, okay. All you have to do is... Then we're there. You just have to proclaim it. Okay. Then we're I, definitely there. I named it and then I claimed it. And it works for others, so it should work for us as well. Got it. We started this series because there is a wealth of creepy monsters and legends all over the United States, and we're covering them from A to Z is the topic of this series. You stole my idea, basically, is what it is. I didn't steal your idea so much as repurposed it. like upcycling yeah sort of like flipping furniture at a flea market which you still haven't started on yet oh that's fine it's been a week since we bought the furniture and you haven't even taken it out of your car i'm still thinking about what i'm going to do with it i don't know if i'm going to make it postmodern or victorian or (laughs) greco-roman there's a lot of decisions (laughs) decisions to be made here so last week we covered the state of Alaska, and to keep on our alphabetical list, next up is the exact opposite of Alaska, which in this case happens to be the state of Arizona. What makes it the opposite? Because um, it's hot. It's hot. Oh. And that Alaska is not hot. One more reason I would never go there. You don't like cold? I don't like cold. I don't like snow. I don't like wild animals. You don't like Alaska. Oh, I'm sure it's beautiful, but I just want to look at it on a computer. Okay. Well, that pretty much sums up most places that you want to go to. You're like, yeah, it's so much easier to just look at it on the couch. It is. But if you had to pick a state, I'm sure this one would be far more your style than the state of Alaska to go visit. If it's hot, but they don't have an ocean. Although we have been to Arizona. We have. That's where the Grand Canyon is, isn't it? It is. And it was really hot. It was a very neat place. But there was no ocean, so it's out. No, no oceans. Maybe some mirages there that look like oceans. We didn't you... even see a mirage. All we saw was like a giant Fred Flintstone picture. Remember that? We saw tumbleweeds. We yeah, saw we real tumbleweeds. We did see a real tumbleweed. I thought those were made up, but no, they're real. They're real. We saw them going across the road when we drove that 5,000-hour trip from Las Vegas to the brutal. Grand Canyon. 
So the first creature on our list is going to be going back to Creepypasta, which we talked about in our episode with the Slender Man. So you're familiar with Creepypasta I now, am. right? Yeah, there's a podcast that I listen to that likes to read Creepypasta. So I've heard a few stories now, but I don't know if I've heard these. So well, this, enlighten me. This creature you might have heard of. This one is called the rake. So we last talked about Creepypasta when we did the Slender Man episode, which had a associated true crime story tied to it. And you need to go back and listen to that episode if you haven't heard it, because it was very interesting. Crystal did a very good job with that. And we actually explain what Creepypasta is on that episode. So if you're not familiar with the term, then you can go there and maybe learn a little bit more about it. We'll bookmark it. We'll wait for you to come back. <laughs> Let's just sit here for like five hours. Yeah. Pad and Tom. <laughs> I find this one fascinating because much like the Slender Man, this creature seems like something out of a nightmare. I'm going to put a picture on the screen so that you can check it out for yourself. And I'm going to do that right now. This is the kind of creature that I'm scared when I'm out driving by myself at night, which doesn't happen as often as it used to, that I'm just knowing I'm going to see this thing standing on the side of the road. Yeah, I'm like actually scared of real things when I'm driving, like police officers oh, are no. going to pull me over for speeding. I've never once thought I might see a rake. On the side of the road. <laughs> well, now that you've seen one, you could see why I would be genuinely terrified of if it. If they were real. Yeah. Well, are they, though? Well, tell me. We'll get to that. Okay. This creature is somewhat humanoid in appearance. Something about a twisted human-like creature makes it look somewhat familiar, but demonic at the same time. What do you think about this thing? I mean, just looking at it, if you saw this thing, say, standing out there hitchhiking down by the bridge or the marsh. Yeah, that would freak me out. Yeah, then you'd be scared. Yeah, there would probably be other reasons I would see it. Yeah. Do you think we might have any of these things around uh, Savannah area? Would Would it surprise you if we did? It really would. Okay, well, and we have ghosts, but that's not the we same thing. We ain't got thing. no rakes around yeah. here. We just got ghosts. <laughs> yeah, ghosts aren't as scary as that thing. Yeah. So, this creature supposedly lives in the Grand Canyon Caverns, which are relatively close to Peach Springs, Arizona. Peachy. Ha <laughs> According to the legends, which, as this is creepypasta, is probably entirely fabricated, this creature dates to folklore. From the 1600s. Of course, it's a flesh-eating monster and will attack and eat humans because that is what all monsters do that are creepypasta, it seems. They attack and eat humans. It's good eating. It tastes like chicken. Even better, they say. Yeah, I wouldn't know, but I bet some of those stories you have in your true crime stuff probably talk about it, and I don't yeah. want to know. Yeah, there's a whole section of people out there. And you probably got like five podcasts on your playlist that talk about that very subject, don't you? Probably. This creature is said to be nine feet tall and it is nocturnal. Why are these monsters always so ridiculously tall? It's like, how are you going to blend in and sneak up on people if you're nine feet tall? People are going to see you coming. I don't think it's scared that people would see it coming. I think it sort of anticipates that because as I continue with the story, you'll see why. Okay. It's a pale color and is known to emit a high-pitched scream. I've read about diary entries that were reported from the 1800s that documented attacks that were attributed to this creature. One person 
committed suicide in the 1960s and left a suicide note that mentioned the monster. So the monster caused him to commit suicide. I don't know because I couldn't find this supposed note. And the PC term these days is complete suicide, by the way. Complete suicide? I don't even understand what that means. That's just what they say now. They don't say commit. They say complete. Oh, I'm sorry if I offended any of our (laughs) listeners. I was unaware of the proper terminology. So this person completed suicide and left a note. Supposedly, because we have to throw that into every sentence in our stories. One thing that you don't want to do is see this monster in person, because one of the stories about this creature is, is that if you have seen it, you've been chosen to be its next victim. Well, if you saw it while you're driving down the street, you might have to actually turn off your cruise control and go faster. Well, that, the speed limit. well, really, at that point, you're sort of doomed. It's too late. It's, it, can, it can run faster than your car. No, that's not how it operates. Okay. The way it operates is you'll see it. It'll know that you saw it and you'll know you saw it, but you'll be able to get away. So you're like marked now, though. But you marked. Okay. Then a few days later, it will just start showing up randomly and so you'll be is seeing it. it like it tracks your iPhone or something. It's probably got built in GPS. Yeah. I don't know how I had that. You'll in the start 1600s. like seeing ads come up in your Facebook for like rakes, like to use on your yard. <laughs> and it's like subliminal. Something seems off here. I don't, re- I don't want a rake. I don't recall needing a tennis gun and a rake. <laughs> You'll see the creature regularly until one of two things happens. Either it will drive you crazy or it will gut you and eat you. And that's the only two options you've got. I think I'd rather go crazy. Yeah, and that might be what happened to the person who supposedly wrote about it in their final note. This creature was featured on an episode of Monsters and Mysteries in America where someone recounts their experience with the monster. Now, I'm not sure if that person went crazy or was eaten. I don't think there's another option. So either they're crazy or they were eaten. Okay. Maybe we should check this episode out. Yeah, that sounds interesting. Now I'm sure that I'm going to see this thing. Thanks to you reassuring me about how I'll have to turn off my cruise control. I wonder if it likes beaches. Probably not. We have venomous snakes out there. Yeah, it would it probably be like scared of It seems like it'd be them. like... It's opposite. Sort of like how our dogs are massive, but they're scared of tiny little puppies. Yeah. So if it saw one of those venomous snakes, it would be out of here. Yeah. It gets pretty dark on our beaches here at Tabi, which is right outside of Savannah, and especially down on the south end of the island near where we call the point. Especially in turtle season when they turn out all the street lights because the turtles need to nest. All the more reason for yes, it to really sneak dark. down here. Yeah. We should, so you're going to be scared next time we go on a walk, aren't you? I'm already scared. Yeah, it's like you're not going to go down to the gazebo anymore. No. We should take our EVP out there one night and, and check and just see if anything's out there. And, you know, maybe we should also go and borrow one of those Nada flamethrowers that you can get from Amazon. The, Did you order one already? Well, one of my friends has one, oh, okay. so he'd probably let me borrow okay. it. But I would like to order one, and my birthday is uh, tomorrow. Well, to airing right now as of today, so perhaps I already have a flamethrower. How did you know? Ah, uh, that would be the wonderful. The kids and I all went in together. The dogs got it for yeah, me. Yeah, the dogs. It was their idea. In reality, the first appearance of the rake was from 2005 when people decided to come up with a new monster. I know this breaks your heart. 
It began on 4chan, which is a site that I know exists, but I've never visited. But apparently all kinds of weird and deviant stuff comes from Mm. this particular place. So So it's like a rabbit hole. It is, which is basically what creepypasta is. It's a rabbit hole that people just, it's basically glorified horror fan fiction Mm. is what it is. So um, it's only been around since 2005. That's what I read. Hmm, I thought it was older than that. Well, they say it's from the 1600s, but oh, that's part that's of the, probably they part just of the story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So even though this creature doesn't really exist, I'm still going to be scared of it. Well, I'm scared of that. What we watched last night, even though it wasn't real, like those worms in that guy's eyes. I was like, that's quality horror yeah. is what that is. It just freaked me out. So that brings us to the second cryptid on our list, which is going to be the Aswang. And I'm probably mispronouncing that, <laughs> but I literally picked this creature because of its name. I'm going to post it on the screen for you right here. It's uh, also a terrifying monster from Arizona, so I thought it would fit well on this list. It supposedly resides near the city of Two Guns, Arizona, which has to be one of the coolest city names for a state known for the Old West that I could possibly think of. Yeah, that's awesome. I would love to, to live there. It's like uh, the only other cooler name I know is Truth or Consequences. That's a real city it name. It is a real city because um, back when they used to air that show, they told the city that if, if a city would change its name to Truth or Consequences, it was a game show, that they would uh, film their like 100th episode or whatever, something special there. And they did just for that, and they kept the name. Bunch of sellouts. Yeah. I don't remember what its previous name was, but it still is called Truth or Consequences. Apparently, a consequence of them changing the name is the truth I is nobody remembers what their name Arizona. used to be. I, I could have looked that up, but... Mm, should figure it out. Let me Google that. Go ahead. The Aswang is a shape-shifting, vampire-like creature that apparently dwells in the Apache Death Cave, which sounds like a place... A vampiric white creature would live. It's a good place. It was supposedly first seen hundreds of years ago in the Philippines. Spanish colonists thought this to be the most feared of all mythical creatures in the Philippines, even in the 16th century. Their favorite diet is that of unborn fetuses and small children, which is extremely disturbing. It was uh, New Mexico, not Arizona, but I was close. You were pretty close. Mm-hmm. They're right. They border each other, don't they? Yeah. They are known to be able to transform into other creatures like cats, birds, bats, boars, and apparently most often dogs. <gasps> Layla. Could Layla be an asswang? <laughs> you know, I'm just going to say that as many times as I could say it. Well, maybe. She hasn't tried to eat us yet. But I wouldn't necessarily rule out coffee because she is very bat-like. Yes. And she will sometimes attempt to take your finger off if you try to give her a morsel of your food. Yeah, I'm I'm the jury's out on that one. If you find one that hasn't taken the form of another creature, then they appear to be. And I quote from a mysteriousuniverse.org, which I am sure is a very trustworthy publication. Incredible. Since they no longer exist. Incredible sight. They're scrawny, emaciated things with gray and mottled skin and milk-white eyes that are as cold-looking as they are emotion-free. Sores and boils cover their bodies. They give off a stench of rotting meat. 
basically perfectly describing coffee. How come monsters never smell good? Like, when are they going to make up a creepypasta monster that smells like cupcakes? And doesn't eat people. Well, it could still eat people, but people might not mind it as much if you're approaching them smelling like a cupcake. <laughs> They're screaming. They're like, oh, you smell delightful. <laughs> yeah, but you smell good. <laughs> you smell delightful. <laughs> there are other stories that they can even shapeshift into humans and will even live among the populace as such. Maybe you're an ass wing. <laughs> could be an ass wing. Are you an ass wing? <laughs> you're an ass wing. Literally picked this story because I wanted to say that. Here, that just sounds like you. It does. They're reclusive and very quiet in person. Oh, it's not you then. Once again, this doesn't seem to rule out Coffee Dog. She's very reclusive, you know. Oh, yeah. She's not sociable at all. No, she's very hard to get along with. <laughs> she's not cuddly. There's a report in May of 2015 in the Philippines where they reported on a rash of asswang attacks <laughs> and even have a picture of a supposed victim of this creature. Really? I've seen it, and it's a pretty nasty-looking bite. It doesn't help that this location is where an infamous Native American massacre occurred at the Apache Death Cave, so of course there's going to be a monster there. Yeah, always. So even if the Aswang doesn't live here, I'm sure some ghosts are residing in the Apache Death Caves. Yeah, something's out there. And that will bring us to our third and final cryptid that we'll be talking about in the great state of Arizona, and that would be the Arizona Thunderbird. This creature seems like it's the most likely to actually exist out of creatures we've talked about so far, but it's not exclusive to just Arizona. So it can show up in Georgia? It could. I don't see any reports of that, but it has okay. been spotted in various places across the country. But Arizona is known for a reason, so okay. I'll tell you why. It's been sighted in Alaska. It's been sighted in Pennsylvania. Seems like two entirely different climates for something to live in. Yeah, it does seem odd that mm -hmm. something would be frequenting a desert. Mm-hmm. A arid wasteland of a <laughs> tundra. I don't know what Alaska looks like. I've never been there. And then Pennsylvania. Why would anyone go there? I've been there. <laughs> I love Pennsylvania. I very, like the name. They have a very pretty ball field. Yeah. They got two pretty ball fields. They're, side, they're beside each other. You got Hans Field and then whatever field the Pirates play at is like right across the parking lot. They're right there on the mm -hmm. river. So it's a pretty place to be. Don't listen to Crystal, our Pennsylvania listeners. I just don't want to go anywhere north where it's cold. I have nothing against it. Okay, I can agree with you on that one. It's too cold. They like have to shovel snow off their house or your roof caves in. No. I've talked to some people that no, do. Thank you. No, no, thank you. And then they have to put heaters under their car engines or their engine will freeze. Yeah, no. That's just too much. It's below 50 degrees. I'm out. You're cold in the house right now. I it's know. Like you turned the air degrees. conditioner on today against my will. Our son says that we live in a, ter a terrarium. Yeah. He's like, don't invite me over to your terrarium, you lizard. <laughs> he walked in this morning. He's like, oh, it's a comfortable 80 degrees in here today yes. at nine o'clock in the morning. And I was like, it feels great. He would much rather be up in the mountains somewhere where it's cold. Yeah, he would. But not me. We drug him to the beach, and that's why he lives down here now. <laughs> yeah. There are some pictures of this creature, and although they are probably faked, they're pretty impressive. So I'm going to go ahead and post them here for you. This bird is tremendously large, 
And the reason I'm bringing it up in a story about the state of Arizona is that there is a tale from around 1890 from the Arizona Territory about two cowboys that encountered this creature. The first thing they did, as you can imagine, is that they shot it out of the sky. They tried to? No, they shot it out of the sky. Oh, they actually got it. That's the story. Oh, okay. They were able to hit it and kill it. And according to the April 26th, 1890 edition of the Tombstone Epigraph, the cowboys and their horses dragged the beast into town where they measured the wingspan at 190 feet. What? The body was 92 feet long. No way. How someone could have drugged something so large is beyond me, but I'm thinking that this wasn't a bird. It sounds a lot more like a dinosaur. Yeah, like a pterodactyl or something. Yeah, pterodactyl. Is that one of the real dinosaurs? You know how we were told mm-hmm. about dinosaurs when we were kids, and then we were broken up later when they are like, all oh, these dinosaurs weren't real. <laughs> I assume it is, unless everything I learned in second grade was a lie. I think a stegosaurus isn't real. Really? Okay. Just... Or no, it's a brontosaurus. Oh. Like on the, one with the, the long Flintstones. Neck? Those yeah. apparently weren't real. Really? But there were they other were dinosaurs like putting like bones them. together and like, hey, this looks good here. Yeah, it was either a brontosaurus or This like thing needs an, an 80-foot long neck, yeah. <laughs> we, we pieced together 27 skeletons to create this creature. <laughs> so, of course, it's going to look like a mm-hmm. vacuum cleaner attached to an elephant. It just seems to me if this was 1890, they could have, like buried it somewhere so that it could have been like dug up at some point so that people could analyze the bones. It seems like that. Like that. Like, why didn't they have any foresight? But now you should hear the rest of the story. Okay. Many paranormal researchers discount this story as old-timey folks spinning yarn, but it seems like part of this story may actually be true. In 1970, Harry McClure claimed he knew one of these cowboys when he was a young child. In truth, he said the cowboy said that the creature had a wingspan of around 20 to 30 feet, which is huge, way bigger than anything that really is out there, but it seems far more realistic. But it seems that they didn't actually kill the creature. Of course not. They just brought a story of it to town, and the things bloomed from there. I mean, how often have you heard the media take a story and run with it? Yeah. Never happens. Yeah. There was supposedly a picture taken of the creature, and maybe it's the Mandela effect, as many people have claimed to have seen this picture, but yet it hasn't surfaced in actuality, and no one can provide proof of it. Everybody seems to think they could see it. It's not on the internet, then I don't believe it. There are pictures on the internet, but not this particular picture. Which I don't know how they would have artist renderings. I don't know how they would have gotten a picture since they say they didn't kill it, but then other people said they killed it. (laughs) So it's probably a complete fabrication all the way around. There have, however, been other documented sightings, and from the book Unexplained by Jerome Clark, the following have been reported. In the early forties, writer Robert Lyman spotted a Thunderbird sitting on a road near Clottersport, Pennsylvania. It soon took to the sky, spreading its 20-foot wingspan. In 1969, the wife of a Clinton County, Pennsylvania sheriff saw an enormous bird over Little Pine Creek. She said its wingspan appeared to be about as long as the creek was wide, which would be about 75 feet. In 1970, several people saw the gigantic bird soaring towards the Jersey Shore. 
It was dark colored and its wing spread was like that of an airplane. And finally, in 1948, several witnesses along the Illinois-Missouri border sighted a condor-like bird about the size of a Piper Cub airplane. Very specific. All of these people were likely heavily drinking, is all <laughs> I can think about this. The scary part of this story, if it's true, is the prey that the bird looks for. Small children. How'd you guess? Oh, I was right. It seems like they sometimes attempt to carry small animals away. Mm. And to them, a child is a small animal. Mm. Here's a quote from the July 28, 1977 edition of the Boston Evening Globe. And since this is 1977, I'm still going to read it like it's a radio announcer, just because I haven't done it in a while. Okay. Ten-year-old Marlon Lowe and his mother, Mrs. Ruth Lowe, claim that one of the two large black birds with eight-foot wingspans tried to carry Marlon off in its claws Monday evening in Lonsdale, Illinois. Although several bird experts say that no bird native to Illinois could lift a 70-pound Marlon, Mrs. Lowe says that Marlon was carried 20 feet before the bird dropped him when he struck the bird with his hand. That was amazing. The story is crazy. And the story is crazy. Like, why would they make this up other than, I mean, if you're just like one of those people that wants publicity, but I mean, it's just so. Most people don't. They don't. So why would they? It's like, why would you? And this is 1977. So, you know, this is just, it doesn't seem like something a normal person would do. And there's so many sightings. I mean, like, if you're going to make up something to get in in the paper. That doesn't sound like it seems like it would be up. something a little bit more outlandish. Yeah, it would be so interesting to find this kid now because he would be what fifty something. I, I he guess was so. 10, so he was born in 1967. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. if you could find this kid and interview him, and I assume that this is true because I didn't read the actual article. So who knows if this Marlon Lowe? If you're out there, call us. Collect. Let us know. We won't take your call, but call we collect. would appreciate you we trying. You can uh, go to the little voicemail thing we got. Yeah, let us know. Button. Let us know, Marlon. So if this creature is real, I suggest we all make sure we stock up on flamethrower supplies. Although the story doesn't indicate that this is their weakness, I am always looking for reasons that we should purchase a well, flamethrower. What about lightsaber? We have one of those. I don't have one that makes noise, though. Well, you could use like a sound effect from your phone, probably. I usually just hum when I'm playing with it. When you're striking down the dogs in your office. Yeah, when I'm on the phone with customers (laughs) and I'm trying to entertain myself. And yeah, he literally all walked down there (laughs) into his office and he's down there playing with a lightsaber. (laughs) I'm in my forties and I play with lightsabers. And he's jealous because a friend of ours has like real ones. Yeah, he has real ones. Not real, real ones. But they're like as real as you can get. They got metal handles. Like a whole like. on a wall. Yeah, I'm very jealous. <laughs> so you know you can buy flamethrowers on Amazon, right? Can you really? Yeah, they're called not a flamethrower. Oh, really? And they're even pretty cheap. We should probably buy a couple for future investigations, and maybe you should get one for the water bugs we've been seeing around lately. Those palmetto bugs? Oh, my gosh. They're scarier than any of these cryptids. They are so scary. One tried to kill me the other night, and you didn't even wake up. Well. It literally tried to kill me. It came out of nowhere literally and ran right at me and normally a knife it looked like it it like i'm sitting there on the side of the bed i have my foot on the floor and it just comes straight at me and i'm like where did you? And it came from nowhere and then it runs up the bedside table and i like put my leg up on the bed and it runs in between our bed and the bed frame thing oh no 
scared me to death. You should have threatened it. And then I'm like laying there like I can't go to sleep because it's going to like crawl down my throat when I'm sleeping. So I'm like laying there with the TV on. Of and course, then, now you'll think it's going to crawl in your eye sockets oh from gosh, watching that movie. Yes. So then, like a few minutes later, I'm sitting there just watching, and it starts running across the bed, and I like start flailing and screaming and throwing the blankets everywhere, and you're just like, "Well, well I'm sleepy. I'm sleepy. I can't help it. You know, that's biology. <laughs> I could have been killed by a water bug. Yes. I could yeah. have had a heart attack. Who knows? You might have. They are rather large and terrifying to look at. It is. Think of a roach and then multiply it times hellfire and brimstone. And yes. Then you've it's got like a one of bug. the drawbacks of living here. We have huge bugs. Huge bugs. And like you have to have your home sprayed every month, which we do, but it doesn't stop them all. Like they usually, you find them dead. Yeah. So I never see them alive. Like they usually have been poisoned and Until died. here lately. Yeah. I saw one today. Day. And I'm just like losing my mind. We're gonna I've have seen to have... two today. Oh, we got to have that guy come back and respray. Yes, we do. Because they're it's terrifying. It's going to turn into a horror show in our own house. Could be a new cursed film.